Mother's heart rate looks fine, Doctor. Good. Let me see the baby's heart rate, please. Doctor, it hurts. Breathe. I know. You're doing fine. Okay. Here it comes. Oh, no. Baby's heart rate increasing too. Push hard. I can't. It's biting me. What's wrong? Doctor, talk to me. This can't be. What's wrong? What's wrong with my baby? The Fly 2. A new generation is born. I am from beyond. Listen, and all you desire will be yours. Welcome to Spider-Man and the Secret Wars. Prepare for battle. Welcome to Prattle World. I am your host, the ever-amazing, ever-spectacular Spider-Dan. And in this podcast, I spotlight entertainment's best-kept secrets that a mainstream audience may find boring. And welcome to another Puny Pod, a short-form podcast where we visit a specific film or comic book all by myself. Yes, back again. Uh, sorry for the delay. It should have been out on Friday this, but sometimes life gets in the way. Um, sadly, uh, Dennis and I were planning to do a Poltergeist podcast, um, but uh, Dennis is having some family issues, so uh, all of our love again to Dennis uh, for not being able to make this one. Um, but I'm doing something different, so I'm not going to do Poltergeist by myself. We'll probably do that at some point in the future. Uh, we'll get around to it. It's It'll happen. It'll happen. Um, but uh, we've got Jaws coming up, Jaws the Revenge for Alternativity Stories, which will begin next week, next Friday. Uh, I'm going to work on that today as well and some other Patreon stuff. So lots of stuff coming your way for the next few months. Well worth it. I'm really looking forward to it. I think I'm recording the back and returns one next week as well so uh, and I'm going to book quite a bit of time off so so it'll be more than enough time to get it all done because I still got a lot of time off I've not used so I will use it very soon and yeah so holidays coming holidays coming la 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 so here we are. But yeah, I'm doing a little... Uh, so this is what I've kind of been doing on Patreon, if you're not a patron. I have been looking at um, sequels to... Comic book sequels to movies. So... Um, these are sequels that are a continuation of either a, a, a you know movie, TV show, video game, or expanding the universe that we never really got um, elsewhere. So we never got a sequel to certain films, then we get them here. So uh, yes, so I'm looking at. Uh, there's a reason I'm looking at uh, The Fly Outbreak, which is a sequel to The Fly 2. So uh, so the David, David Cronenberg film of the 1980s, amazing, disgusting body horror, absolutely one of his best, one of my favourites as well. It's disgusting. It's one of the films that makes me feel a little bit sick, um, but in a good way. Every time I watch it, I'm like, oof, this is hard to stomach stuff but that's why it's so good um you know one of jeff goldblum's best gina davis's best it's it's just great it's great for special effects and you name it 
Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. I've still not seen the original 50s ones, but I would like to give them a go at some point. Anyway, uh, the reason I'm doing this is because um, Megan and Mike on their Patreon uh, watched The Fly quite recently, and they started at the end just slagging off The Fly 2 without having seen it. I don't like that. I don't like that because I think the Fly Two is pretty good. Is it? Does it hold up to to the the first one? Does it hold up to the Cronenberg one? Absolutely not. But I think it's a fairly serviceable monster movie if you're looking for um, shocks and scares and gruesome stuff and you know. And it had to be quite different, and it is from from the uh, from the original. There there are a lot of similarities. Obviously, a guy turns into a giant fly. Uh, that is going to happen. But I think it. I think it's really well shot. I think it's got a great villain. I think it's got one of the better endings to uh, the better kind of um, ramifications for a villain's actions. Um, some creepy and weird stuff that happens. Uh, a character returns from the first film. There's a lot of references. Well, I get technically two characters, but not the original actor returns. But yeah, I think it's cool. It's interesting. If you are a fan of dogs, probably not the film for you. Um, spoilers, but it's it's not nice to 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 dogs necessarily. Well, I mean, there is a there's a nice moment with a dog. It's two nice moments with a dog, and then it's pretty horrible and sad and depressing stuff that happens to to uh dog as well so uh but yeah i like it I, I won't spoil it really but i will have to to talk about this comic um the sequel but check it out i genuinely if you i, I see it as a psycho too is it as good as the original no but is it still serviceable as a film i i agree i think it is quite a solid monster science fiction film um again i think i, I have a soft spot as well because i saw it first i think i want to say i saw it on channel five or something and i thought it was quite interesting when i found out there is actually a sequel a comic book sequel to this i went wow that's really interesting that they didn't maybe you know do their own sequel to the original or you know come up with a different thing or but i guess that film ends pretty solidly and and with some finality and and yeah so i can understand why they made this i know gina davis was looking to do something similar um called flies i think there's a joe blow video on that if you want to have a look at what that could have turned out or been i think it was going to be a kind of a uh a kind of a halloween kills ends type thing maybe where, where gina davis returns to the role much many years later but yeah, I think it's pretty solid. I'll I'll get into a, a few bits and pieces because they will come up. The Fly Two, you follow Martin Brundle, who is the the son of uh, of Seth Brundle, I want to say from the first one, uh, and Gina Davis's character. I can't sadly can't remember her name off the top of my head. Um, she opens with um, her giving birth, and it's like a horrible kind of cocoon thing. Pull apart this kind of cocoon thing and the baby comes out and he's a mutant surprise surprise because seth was half fly at this point so his genes and genetic disease or transmutation whatever you want to call it is passed down to martin who is raised uh, a bit homelander style if you've seen the boys just in a lab and he's grown up uh, he's insanely smart you know he's he's got slowly slowly over his life becoming this character um i mean he's a grown adult by the time he's five years old and his brain is 
super intelligent. He's making all these gadgets and things. And this Bartok industry helped create or got the funding for Seth to create uh, this the telepods from the first film. Uh, they are basically kind of studying this and and they're still trying to work out how to get the telepods working right because they were still not necessarily perfect and martin grows up and he sees that they experiment on animals and unfortunately the the dog comes out of the telepod and it's all fucked up and yeah so we he's a bit kind of disconnected he's a bit socially awkward a bit weird and but he meets beth logan who is uh the love interest uh she i think she's a great character she's you know she's she's lovely she's nice she's very down to earth she's a fly fishing fan but she's not like she's not like your typical like damsel in distress i think there are there are moments where she does kick some ass and and she doesn't put up with anybody's shit but she, i think she understands that martin's a bit you know a bit shy a bit you know he's not had a, he's not been very social bartok himself he he tries to treat him like a son but he he basically can't wait for him to turn into a fucking fly uh, because it's going to create super soldiers and and the telepods can can do this genetic engineering type thing they can blend you know races and and creatures together as military applications i base i don't go into it too much but there's there's certain things they can do beyond just teleporting like he talks about you know um being able to have surgeries uh without you know cutting people open you're able to remove you know tumors and organs or what have you and put stuff in as well um and slowly but surely we learn of the conspiracy and and you know what is happening to Martin and the history and the and he learns what happened to his dad and his mum who died in childbirth at the beginning of this film. Uh, that's why he's raised by the Bartok industry because uh, the world doesn't really know he exists. Yeah, and and slowly but surely he becomes more and more fly-like until the big finale, which is proper gross practical effects. You know, um, really, really just disgusting fun really gruesome some really gruesome deaths like some acid deaths some great shots there's a really good shot where um the i guess martin fly if you wish um throws a guy at a door that is just opened by another character and then they closes it as the as the character hits it i think that's a great shot i think the design of of martin is very different from the the seth brundle design but i i like that it's different because he's he's grown into his form and it's more almost more human like because of that um because he's aged with it and it was always a part of him as opposed to like this dramatic kind of transformation you still get the body horror kind of stuff like falling off body parts falling off and shit like that but i think it's a solid solid monster movie um i will spoil the ending so if you've not seen the fly 2 i would go away and watch it because i think it's you know again it's very serviceable i think it's fun it does it does stuff well i think there's it's kind of a it's a little kind of i'd say it's a little sweeter as a film like it's but again that kind of adds to the horror of what happens and and what the what the bartok industry and anton bartok is a fucking great villain name by the way like that is that is a villainous name if i've ever heard one so um and uh and basically yeah so we we get 
um, the sequel. So the Fly Outbreak from IDW, who are known for doing basically licensed products like the Fly. So that's why they turn up a lot in these videos and stuff, uh, podcasts rather. Um, so yeah, so IDW published it. It was written by Brandon Seifert, who is the writer of Witch Doctor, uh, which I was a massive fan of. I love that comic. It's proper weird, Lovecraftian, bizarre, very very in the kind of reanimator vein, that book. So uh, I would definitely check that one out. I think the first volume is better than the second, but that's just my preference. Um, and it's uh, written by also with, so it's Brandon Seifert with Denton J. Tipton and with the art by Men. Anton 3, I think is is how you say that, uh, with David Stupakis, I want to say. Following the end of the film, so the end of the film, um, Martin manages to grab Bartok, take him into the telepod, and because he knows he's figured out that he can he can transfer his bad genes over to a new donor, basically, if he if they both step inside the telepod. And he manages it comes out, Bartok is this horrible, dishevelled creature, uh, much like the dog uh, in the at the beginning of the film that they keep alive and Martin has to put down. This, this is why I said if you're a dog person, it's probably not the film for you. Uh, might make you cry because it is quite sad. Um, but it's done very, very well. And, yeah, I think the performances are good. Writing's good. Music is great. Effects are great. Solid. I think it's very underrated as a, as a sequel. Um, again, not a patch on the first one, but if you if you want more fly content, there you go. Um, but yes, yeah, so we we have that, and and Bartok ends, and he's just like this poor dishevelled dog is kept alive and and struggles to eat and just in constant pain. Uh, Bartok is now living that, so that's his destiny. So the fly outbreak picks up years after that. Um, so I imagine. The Bartok Industries, they kind of they kind of avoid it, but I think they basically say, All right, we'll just sweep everything under the carpet. We'll try and help Mr. Bartok. The only person who can help him is Brundle, so let's keep him working here, I guess. But it's a really interesting story. Uh, the art style is very reminiscent of Max Payne. If you've ever played that game, it's kind of... There's a an edge of digital kind of painted artwork as well. It's kind of a mix of both, kind of a little web comic-y uh, in in a good way, in a positive way. Um, there's lots of kind of like splattered. It's black and white mostly, for apart from the odd splash of color of green and red and um, very muted colors for the most part. But I think the, the that kind of adds the the more kind of interesting kind of creature elements because they tend to be red and green and uh, and and those are the kind of two main colors that stick out so i really do like the inking there's a bit of a kind of a scratchy art style as well with uh, kind of the borders of the panels and things so there there is a definite style to to the presentation and um they use the likenesses or kind of the likenesses uh of of the characters from the films they're not exactly like them like uh, Daphne Daphne Zuniga who who is uh is in the film she's from Spaceballs if you haven't seen that uh she's great in it and and yeah, like it's produced by Mel Brooks, the 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 fly tube as well, which I think is funny. Um, and he apparently he was going to have a cameo, but he said, "No, nah, it's a it's a horror love story. There's no point in me being it because people think it's a comedy." Um, and he does have some funny moments, but yeah. So um, 
So Brundle is trying to cure Bartok of what he did to him. So he feels guilty and responsible, and uh, and there's a, a weight to what he's done. He isn't just he, he didn't just do it kind of like you know for funsies. He did it to cure himself, but he he knew, he knows what he's done, and he you know he still feels like he's his dad. Bartok is the the man who raised him. You know, shows him magic tricks and things like that. And and yeah, it was you know it, it was. Yeah, he has a relationship, and I can understand why he would still feel obligated, even though he was a horrible man, a horrible. And he does kind of admit he's like, "Yeah, you were a monster, actually." So I'm, you know, um, so he's experiments. He's got this. Um, he's got this assistant called Nolani, who is is very friendly with Martin. A lot of banter, a lot of humor comes from her, and she's a really good character, really interesting. Um, we kind of see a bit more of that. We see that Beth. And uh, Martin's relationship has has matured as he's matured, so he's not quite the awkward, weird, kooky scientist. Like, oh yes, science and good things. You know, he's he's not a bit, he's not as robotic as he was. He's a bit more like a human being now. And again, we get kind of an Eric Stoltz look for him. Uh, there's a picture of the original Anton Bartok in there, so the actor who played him. Again, that name's escaping me, but we get that, and we get. We get all the likenesses of those main characters from The Fly 2. Uh, everybody else is a unique or original character. And, yeah, so uh, so Beth Beth is... Uh, they, they really go into the kind of... Obviously, this is based on The Fly 2, but there's a lot more from The Fly 1 in here in, in, in terms of themes and, and sexuality. Like, Cronenberg loves to explore the connections between sex and disease and death and like almost every single film he does every body horror film you know there's there's some sort of link you know the brood or you know or even the the mixing of technology in there with something like videodrome or scanners and you know it, it, there's he's always kind of playing with that and i think those are some of his best films when he explores that kind of stuff um i know there's a sort of similar sort of thing in uh, crimes of the future as well like body modification as well um i'm always fascinated by his work it's always really really interesting to me even 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 his stuff that's not about body horror like you know history of violence or eastern promises he's one of my favorite directors just because he's so fucking interesting and I, I i don't mind him as an actor as well he's he's pretty good when he makes his odd cameo here and there in jason x or nightbreed or something like that but yeah there is a bit of um there's a bit of light bdsm and and there's a lot of there's a bit of sex as well that's kind of comes with the transformations uh within the film as uh, within the comic sorry um so yeah we kind of have that that link because it is all about infections and passing on like beth really wants to have unprotected sex with martin and he's disagreeing because he thinks he may be able to either pass on his genes he's also had a vasectomy <laughs> and he's like oh i want kids and his assistant's like your vasectomy says not and he was like and he but he doesn't want to pass any potential diseases or, or genetic mutation or anything like that on to beth and she's she's like you know he kind of keeps putting the walls up a little bit. He keeps kind of, of keeping a, keeping her at a distance. Um, you know, he doesn't want to fully, almost fully commit to the relationship, even though it's been going on for a few years. I think maybe they were looking at getting married or something like that. But he, he describes it as boogie jeans. Ha, ha, ha. 
Um, so yeah, so we 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 do get a bit more of that kind of. It, it almost combines the fly two with the fly one in that respect and the themes that they're playing with um, and how how openly you know hypersexualized the the kind of. I mean, they're not the characters aren't sexualized, but there is a, a, a sexuality to this story, and it does play a big part in this story. We have he's trying to cure Bartok, and it fails again. So he's like, "Ah, oh, shit, I've done it again." However, when they return to the cell, uh, like the day after, we find out uh, that Bartok had formed a cocoon and comes out as a new version of the fly creature, which is um, a bit more kind of kind of more beautiful kind of design it's kind of is I, I kind of they kind of look more like grasshoppers in a way uh like these big red eyes the bright green um i don't think they have as many arms if i remember rightly but uh that is his new form and he he is clever enough and he escapes and he accuses martin of of creating him turning him into a monster and he's like no no you were a monster bartok and then he is shot down by the security of the bartok industries and everyone is covered in in the blood of the bartok fly and everyone's worried about the infection and mutations and they take them to a basically I'll wash them all down and they're like we've got to be sure that you're not infected with anything or that you're passing it on um you know it's a genetic you know disease that can be trans transmitted and you know there is a lot of in that first film as well there is a lot of kind of it's basically i i see it as an allegory for the kind of aids crisis um and i think you can definitely see that when his his body is kind of betraying him, him itself and falling apart skin's falling off and things like that you know it's it's really fucking you know if you think about it in that level in that way it's terrifying that your your body can you know is 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 constantly trying to kill you <laughs> constantly trying to die um but yeah it's it's fucking horrible i can't even imagine what that that would be like it's it's really disturbing but it works because that was a fear of the 80s and you know it's still uh, a relevant you know fear to have so anyway this is going on very long so i'm gonna get get to the point anyway um so yeah uh so everyone goes they take them to north brother island which i believe is a real location because uh martin says that typhoid mary spent her last decade couple of decades of her life there isolated so she couldn't infect anybody with typhoid um so martin manages to contact beth and let her know because he's trying to come up with a cure um see what the you know the what will happen what will become uh, of people are they infected is martin infected he doesn't know but it's, he feels it's his responsibility he created this he started this now he's got a He's got to finish it. He's got to figure it out somehow. And these two, there's a there's an army soldier and a, and a scientist. I think Doctor Merriweather and Colonel Vudkin or Verkin or something like that. Anyway, um, the so he's they're there and they're just they're interchangeable because they just look exactly the same. They've got these gas masks, uh, hazmat suits on. And he contacts Beth and he's like, I can't speak to you because I'm trying to figure out a cure. He's keeping her at a distance, kind of letting her know where he is, what's happening. But he's he's like, I've got to focus. I've got to make sure I, I do this. I can't leave this place until everyone's cured. 
and um and then slowly but surely he kind of explains uh, as he's explained the kind of the symptoms of transformation uh, like you become psychotic you become confident you get superpowers you become hypersexual um you know and uh, we're showing this through two of the other people that are infected and they're having set unprotected sex, uh, infecting each other, and then they get to see further and further the symptoms, like the the male counterpart in that uh, sex scene is, starts trying to attack Martin and blaming him, picks up like a big row of table, huge table and chairs. Um, you know, those kind of dining room chairs that are all connected with the table and the bench and stuff. He's trying to throw one of those at him. Um, and we get to a point where when Nolani uh, interrupts a uh, an intimate phone call, video call with um, with Beth and and Martin, and she's like, "It's really what's re- what I really like about this book is it keeps using the buzz sound effect, but not for flies themselves." Um, I quite like that they keep bringing it up. And one of my favorite ones is when they're having a, a dirty video call. Let's call it. Uh, and she brings out a vibrator, and obviously it's buzz, buzz, but and the phones go buzz, buzz, and I, I, I just appreciate it. It was a little, a little detail. I just really, really enjoyed. Um, and yeah, I, I just, I just like that. I like the use. I think um, the onomatopoeia, the sound effects in a comic are an art form in themselves, and I think they should be used to that effect. Um, and and it made me chuckle, made me laugh. So it entertained me. Um, so yeah, the the fly outbreak is fun. So slowly but surely, more and more people become infected. Um, they form these cocoons. Martin's still trying to figure it out. And we get to a point where all hell breaks loose. They all form these cocoons. They all come out. They all look like Bartok's. So these exact same looking fly creatures, which I think is a good design. They're kind of a bit alien-like. Um, they're, again, they're a bit more beautiful. They're a bit more humanoid looking. Um, they can fly. And Nolani is, uh, you know, she interrupts him, tries to have sex with him. Um and gets really fucking cross at him because this is his fault. They put her on antipsychotics, um, but then uh, Beth turns up. It all breaks loose. Everyone, the flies escape. They're trying to kill him. Um, the doctors, the two, the doctor and the colonel die, or the army guy dies. Um, I'm really rushing through this now, but it's it's quite short. Yeah, so we we get all that. Beth comes to rescue him. She's in all this like black camo. Um she's got a gun, she's got some night vision goggles, which I kind of I think that kind of fits her her character. There's a bit of a um you know, again that kind of attitude, that almost Ripley-esque attitude I think is good. Um and I kind of think it fits her because she's a real kind of go get get him character and, and I really appreciated that that she's so like Martin's like I, I need to distance myself from you um, and she's like no you fucking not and there's so many people I know like that so many women I know like that and I really appreciated that and she's like shooting down the flies and any other soldiers that get in the way and Martin's like I can't leave until we figure this out and then they bump into Nol- Nolani, who's disguised herself as a soldier, and takes the, her mask off, and she has the face of one of these creatures. She's not fully there yet, but she's well on her way. 
we Martin basically sacrifice she forces Martin to get in the telepod because he's revealed how to cure her of the the fly infection. She vomits on the gun and like um puts it to his face and kind of burns his face. Um and he, he agrees to do it because he cares and he's obviously he doesn't want Beth hurt. So he gets in, she's cured, and then he becomes the fly creature again, which looks again the artwork's really good here because it looks exactly like the the version of it in the film. So in Fly Two. So he becomes the he doesn't become this new version of Fly, becomes the 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 version that he was in the fly to the big green um spiky jawed kind of uh, character which i really appreciate and it, it, it's spot on like every like not every image because if it was every image looked like eric stoltz and every image looked exactly like beth logan from the film uh sorry um daphne daphne zuniga um if they looked like those then they'll probably have to pay some rights or, or get permission or something so so they don't look exactly the same but there are shots where i'm like yeah that's definitely an an eric stoltz picture that they've based that on or that's a daphne zuniga picture that they based that on so you can uh, i appreciate they they went to some level to get the likenesses of those characters um but yeah uh so he comes back and beth's like we've got to go um she's like what what are you on about and she, she was like yeah martin's not an anti-psychotics and he comes out and he's like Rah! And he's just like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to murder everyone. I don't know how I'm going to kill you, but it's going to be fucking gross and you're going to be torn apart and, you know, melted by fly vomit. Uh, And he gets the ability to fly as well, which he didn't have in the first, in the fly too um so he gets to see him sprout wings and um and eventually he's kind of convinced and taught down to kind of fix everything um i won't spoil the ending because i think i think you should read it the only the only thing i will say it does end a bit abruptly that was my main issue with it but i think i've read this before so i I enjoyed it before i knew i'd enjoy it again um i think it's a nice it's a nice follow-up i think it's good i think the style is good the artwork is great uh i think the writing is 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 quite humorous at times as well it's got this darkly kind of dirty sexual humor to it as well um which i appreciate and again i think it's in line with the films the way cronenberg does what he does um in his uh, in his films and, and what he wants to explore there's a little bit of that um so there's this kind of um there's a reverence for for the 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 stuff you know the stuff that's come before the films that have come before the law of the fly so i appreciated all all aspects of that and there's probably a few more there's probably a few more references to the original films the 50s films or 60s films um but i've not seen those so i probably don't know what they are um but i like i like the nods that they do reference like beth still lives on the boat that uh she did in the film um they have a dog who is like a golden retriever or a labrador which dog whichever dog was in the fly too uh whichever breed is one of those i always get those two confused because it's so similar but yeah uh i think i want to say golden retriever actually i'm going to say golden retriever but anyway uh i guess they're they're well trained aren't they so yeah that would make sense in the film in the context of the film anyway but yeah, uh, go seek it out. I think it's good. It's, I believe it's still available on Comixology. Um, I don't know, but uh, I'll see if I can find um, uh, a link for you guys uh, just to give it a go. You know, check out The Fly too if you can. Um, I do think it's worth looking at, and I think this is a nice 
sequel to that it's got again the artwork i really like i'm a bit a big fan of that i think sometimes it doesn't work but that's it it varies from panel to panel i think some panels look amazing and the fun it's it's a it's a different visual style than the most comic books but i i appreciate that it's it it's a bit more like a bill uh sinkovich I appreciate that for what that is. Um, but yeah, no, check it out. Check the film out. Check them both out. It's up to you. Um, again, I love the original. Um, you can't fault it. But I think give it a try. If you if you go in with an open mind and you're not expecting, you know, the first film, I think you can get a lot out of it. It's fun. It's interesting. A bit different. Um, you know... There's some really creepy, disgusting moments, great action sequences, horror sequences. Again, the music's fantastic. Um, and yeah, I, I like it. So, so Mike and Megan, you're wrong. Uh, I just wanted to say you're wrong. It's a, it's a fun film. So uh, I think Mike and Megan should go and watch it and then come back to me, see what they think. Um, they probably won't like it, but that's, that's up to them. Again, I appreciate their opinions, but I don't appreciate when you haven't seen it and you have opinions, give it a go. I think as as sequels go, it's underappreciated. So there we are. But yeah, so I, I just wanted to defend Fly 2 after hearing that uh, Patreon um, review of the original Fly from, from themselves. So if you want to hear what they have to say about the Fly and the Fly 2, go over to the Genuine Chit Chat Patreon if you are not already subscribed. Um, do it because they're great. Uh, I love them. They're both brilliant people. Um, they're just just judging films before they see them. That's all. Don't do it. Don't do it. But I will say that I said I I, I I've heard Cars is crap, and and I haven't seen it. So so I'm I'm just as bad really, because um, they were they were very they were, they're keen on Cars for for some for some reason. So maybe I'll maybe I'll check that out as well. So I'm not a hypocrite. Uh, I don't want to be a hypocrite. So. There we are. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know where to find me, guys. So uh, it's uh, at Dan underscore Bors, um on Twitter. Oh, yeah, I've got new social media, I forgot to say. So I'm on Hive as well. I'll post that probably at some point. I, th- I-, I think I put it under... I want to say it's Dan underscore Bores as well. I will just double check that as well while we're here. Why not? Okay, it's just Dan Bores. So no underscore. I don't think it allowed me to do an underscore. So it's Dan Bores on Hive. And I believe on Mastodon it is still... Yeah. So it's Dan underscore Bores at Mastodon dot world. So at Dan underscore Bores at Mastodon dot world. I can now post on YouTube as well. So I'm going to do some posts on there and some polls maybe. So if you're on YouTube or if that's how you listen, uh, that is always an option. Um, I've been off the social media for a little bit now just to kind of I just wanted a bit of time away because it was getting a bit a bit getting a bit much for me I think so I'm 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 still going on there I just not haven't haven't actively posted anything for a while um uh, just to kind of give myself a break and and sort my head out sort my bloody head out but uh yeah uh, it's all good I'm looking forward to alternativity stories hope you guys are uh, it's my favorite season that I do it's always a bit tight because obviously recording around Christmas is a bit difficult for a lot of people so I always do try and record a little earlier Um, but yeah so I've not done that yet so I'm gonna have to catch up 
So uh, I'm going to get started on that now. Uh, I'm going to do a, for Patreon, I'm going to do more of these kind of extensions, prequels, uh, sequels to movies. But over the next three or four weeks, I'm going to do three Die Hard comics. So Die Hard Year One, Volume One and Volume Two. And then I'm also going to do a third comic, uh, which is A Million Ways to Die Hard as well. So my own little Die Hard trilogy on Patreon. So uh, I know Jack will like that and uh, various other people who love Die Hard. Like, who doesn't love Die Hard? What is there not to love about Die Hard? I think I'd have to question somebody um, if they said, oh, Die Hard shit or something. I'd be like what who are you <laughs> go away uh but there you are there you are um so yeah this is kind of a, what i do on patreon so if you like this um come and come and listen come and subscribe if you're enjoying that check out the comic check out the film check out both whatever but we've got some great stuff coming again wonderful guests coming uh for christmas we're gonna be looking at klaus uh, grant morrison's klaus with dan mora as the artwork uh doing the artwork we've got uh young sherlock holmes that we're gonna i'm gonna cover with max and we're also gonna look at batman returns with andy and tonya which i'm looking forward to and then i think to round off uh we'll do uh jaws the revenge to finish off the year because i think that's a uh uh <laughs> it's a it's a film uh but we'll uh we'll get into that dennis is going to defend that one as best he can so we'll uh we'll find out what happens with that i don't know how successful it'll be but we'll we'll see we'll see i'll need to watch jaws 3 as well or jaws 3d um whichever uh title you prefer but yeah there it is there it is i've gone on a little longer but it was a bit of house cleaning bit of things i few things i'd say uh the comic is short but it's sweet it doesn't doesn't need much else again not spoiling the ending but give it a, give it a go see what you think uh, so as I said, uh, it's at Dan underscore Bores on Twitter. I'm still going to use it for the meantime. Um, I don't think it's going to go away. I'll, I'll still use it, but I think if it gets much worse, I'll probably come off it. Uh, part of me thinks maybe I don't need these other accounts I've just created, but is what it is. Um, I'll see if I can link any to each other so I don't have to fuck about um, posting 20 different things on 20 different fucking social medias um but yeah uh secret balls at secret balls on facebook at spider dan secret balls on instagram uh review like share subscribe comment etc and don't forget to use the hashtag prepare for prattle when you interact with us or me or anybody on on uh, on the old social meds uh if you want to join the Pratelian and to be briefed in full on the secret balls. So we can go over to hashtag prattleworld at spiderdanandthesecretballs.com. That's B-O-R-E-S. And I'd like to thank my patrons who've been enjoying all the stuff, all the stuff like this that I've been doing. They are loving that shit. I think I've found my niche. I'm being relatively pretty good staying on top of that. Uh, makes me read comics as well, which I haven't done for a while. So yeah, fuck it. It's all good. It's all good shit. And these people are amazing. I am Jack's Musing, Simon Cotton, Paul Meller, Max Byrne, Scott Hodgson, Mike Burton, Angry Andy, Tonya Todd, and Tony Farina all excellent people. I really do appreciate your patience and your support 
Uh, everything you do is brilliant. Um, I love all the content you guys are creating. Even if you're not creating content, you're brilliant people. The fact you listen is amazing. Um, I wouldn't do it. I, you know, I, I do. I do say I do this podcast for me and when I want to do it. But I do feel like there's an obligation now, in, in a good way, in a good way, um, that I'm, you know, bringing something to you, giving something uh, of enjoyment, and, and passing on information, ideas, and films you may have never heard of it's what i do i've rambled a little bit but it's been it's been a while it's been a while so uh so i'll give it give it uh we'll call it a day there but uh if you do ever find yourself in a position uh to help the podcast uh please consider it that's all i'll say um but this is me signing off again um have uh I'm, I'm, i'll talk to you next week basically i'll see you then and we'll talk about klaus talk about the origin of santa Batman meets Superman meets Santa. Kind of looks a little bit like Hugh Jackman. But there we are. All right. Uh, so I'm going to buzz off because uh, time is flying. <laughs> Dan, you're so funny. S- stop it with the puns. <laughs>